Hey y'all, it is me, Malaysia. I know you usually don't hear me talk this much until we actually get into the episode, but I knew that I wanted to give you guys this sort of disclaimer. You see, while this episode is about singleness, and Kenneth and I speak very, very candidly about things that we've struggled with and gone through, one of the things that we have struggled with is pornography. We're very vulnerable with this, not because we want likes and follows and to be esteemed, but because we know that we are being true to God's word, which says in Revelation that you overcome the enemy by one, the blood of the lamb and two, the word of our testimony. Us telling you guys about our struggles with pornography in this episode is honoring that we're being honest because we know that we couldn't have made it through if it had not been for God who was on our side. So we really want you guys to understand that we're being candid here and being candid can be scary. So please be kind. The second thing I want you guys to know is that you hear our tank on singleness and we don't agree on some things and then some things we do agree on. But I want you guys to take everything we say, not as fact, but as our experience. Take what you hear. If you don't like it, give it to God and he'll reveal what he wants you to know in that thing. So that's all I have for you. I'm done talking. But remember, this episode is really for God's glory, not for our own esteem, but for God's glory. All right. I am done talking for real this time. Y'all enjoy this theme music and let's get into the episode. Peace. All right. All right, everyone. It is your girl, Malaysia Barr here. I am back with another episode of the 20-something-year-old Christian in 2020. Now, before we get into the tea and before I tell you this episode, you already know what's going to happen. I have a very special guest here. Now, listen, he's been gone for a minute, but he is back and better than ever. So, Kenneth, let's talk. Talk to me. Talk to me about how you've been doing. What's going on in your world? Uh, thank you so much for that introduction. I was not expecting uh, that thorough of introduction. Um, so as Mal- Malaysia said, I'm back and I am better uh, because of God. But to be honest, not much has really changed. I'm still in my faith walk. I'm still trying to be on the straight and narrow. Um, as you guys may may or may not know, uh, I actually now have a, a platform on Instagram called The Third Day. It's at The Third Day on Instagram. Uh, you guys can go check that out. Uh, we are doing it as me and one of my homies, AJ. We're doing it, uh, and our foundational principles are faith, inclusion, and community. But as far as just my day-to-day life, it's really, uh, I was just talking to Malaysia before we got started recording, it's really just a day-to-day check-in with God. How am I going to be feeling today? I need to pray in the morning. If I don't pray in the morning, I don't know how I'm going to be. So just honestly, Malaysia, ask your question. It's on a day-to-day basis. You know, I absolutely love that. And y'all heard his tea about his Instagram and things. So definitely check that out. I'm going to link it in the bio for this episode. I love their content. They do this thing called Strong Sabbath. Yep. And when I tell y'all it's so good, like it's off the chain and it's so needed right now so definitely check them out i'll link it in the description box it's going to be amazing so now that we have that out the way and i have my good guest kenneth here let's get into this episode so this episode is called the diary of a single 20 something christian today we're going to discuss our challenges as being single as well as our benefits i'm really glad kenneth is here with me today because i'm a woman 
I do not understand the man's perspective. So I really know and hope he can put me on some game with some of this stuff. And hopefully some of other fellas and ladies out there. So let's get right into the episode. Here's my first question. As a young Christian, how do you view your singleness? Hmm. <laughs> wow. I would say in totality, I view my singleness as a strength because objectively speaking, having a single life, living the single life, not having a a responsibility tied to another person romantically, just uh, there's a lot of freedom that I have that a person who's on the other side of the coin doesn't have. So I see it in totality as a strength because I'm able to focus more on myself. Um, But if we're talking about on a really subjective basis, so when we're talking about uh, as opposed to the year, 52 weeks, it's it's less of a strength and it's more of it's more of a kind of vulnerability. It's more of like a, a soft spot. Like, you know how babies are born, they have like a soft spot at the top of their head and everything's okay unless something goes wrong with the soft spot you have to let the skull fully form understanding that god wants us to be married god wants us to be with people the only thing that wasn't good was for man to be alone so when we look at it on a day-to-day on a 52-week basis it's kind of just like my achilles heel if that makes sense no kenneth i love that and let me just tell y'all some tea like right before this episode um kenneth prayed us in and he was like is there anything you want me to pray for and i was like yeah vulnerability in this episode because we are both single people and as he was saying it is an achilles heel for me i look at it not so much as an achilles heel but as a double-edged sword like i have my desires (laughs) i want to be booed up some days and some days i'm like i'm miss beyonce single ladies you know it is it's it's very difficult at times but what i honestly can say is that god has renewed how i viewed my singleness within the last two years so within the last two years specifically god has begun to just show me like there's so much work that i can do within myself and it's not a bad thing but like he's renewing so much how i view intimacy how i view sex how i view how should i let a man lead how i view all of that and i really just honestly thank god for that and another thing i want to talk about is pastor michael todd from transformation church i know y'all know him um he had his first relationship goal series and i think the first or second episode was single and not alone and that completely changed how i viewed my singlehood because it made me think okay yes i am a single person and as kenneth was saying it's it's hard but you are not alone because jesus promised to never leave us nor forsake us and he will be with us always until the end of this earth so yeah that's how i definitely view it now kenneth and i are the same age our birthdays are literally one day apart i think it's so cool so cool um and we both know how our generation is when it comes to dating so kenneth as a Christian, do you feel like the mainstream culture of dating is hard to navigate? Uh, Malaysia, I love this question. You 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 always never just cease to surprise me with these questions. But I'm I'm going to be 100% honest in saying that I don't know and I also do not care. So, one interesting thing about me is I actually got my first form of social media 
back in 2021 when I created the third day. I was never the type of guy who would just like I, Facebook never appealed to me, Instagram never appealed to me, Tinder never appealed to me, Snapchat never appealed to me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I could go on and go on because I've always been like a traditional man. I've always felt like if I'm alive and the person who I want to talk to is alive, why do I need a telecommunication device to to like like convey my feelings? Especially when you think about like text language, sometimes the message could get lost in the text. You can get lost up in the sauce. Yes, it can. You thinking it's hot sauce, but brother, this is barbecue. Right. Sister, this is this is Polynesian. You're at McDonald's. Why are you dipping a McDouble in Polynesian sauce? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's it don't match. It's plaids and stripes. So to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I I would have to like just throw it back at you. Is it hard? I just I mean, but this also comes to a, a different level. If we're peeling levels back, I don't actively seek like romantic relationships, which is so crazy. But I never really actively seek romantic relationships because I've never been so thirsty to the point where I'm like I need to hop in some girls DMs. I can't do it because I don't have uh, social media. Well, I do now, but it's not like my personal page. So I, I just, you tell me, Malaysia, honestly. <laughs> yeah. As someone who does use social media quite often, Instagram, Twitter's my favorite. It's so funny. Um, but you got to be careful in there, okay? I got blockers for a reason. We can talk about that in another episode, though. Because, um, I really will say yes. It is, it's very difficult between you got the hot girls and pressure P. And I still don't even know what pressure P means, y'all. <laughs> I feel like at times there is no room for the holy girl, I'll say, or the graceful guy. There is no room for people who want to be set apart in God's image as we are all created to fully have a space to say, you know what? I want to intentionally date. I don't want to be in everybody DMs. I don't want to show my skin. I don't want to do all of this, you know? And I what i have to remember is that that's them and there's no judgment like i'm not judging you but because i know i'm set apart and i'm called to a higher purpose in god i recognize that it's certain stuff that i'm just not finna do and god has set me apart for a reason so it can be challenging because we make it seem so normalized and like oh yeah this is how you gotta do it oh you gotta talk to this person for that long no like everybody's relationship story single story is different and i hate that we have to look at certain people like we look at these influencers today who ain't got a lick of nothing and we see them as the ultimate relationship goals no that's not it our relationship goals should be honestly jesus and the church like he loves the church so much and he he pursues us we are his bride so i think we really need to stop looking at these instagram influencers and let's talk about some bible believers the folks in the bible because they was flawed but the father is present in there and i don't really know if the father is present in a lot of these social media people that's just my little tangent. Kenneth, you got something to add to that? Well, I, I just want to add that I'm a dater. I am a dater. But I date not for the thrill of it. I date for with a purpose. I date to kind of find, like, eventually my wife. But when I think about culture, I think it's not really – there. there's no really – vision behind it i'm just dating because you know she's pretty i'm pretty sure we're gonna break up in the next three days but you know i bagged that one that was cool so 
what I'm saying is ain't even gonna register with a lot of people because a lot of people don't date with a objective that this may be my wife one day. It's just like, hey, you know, I'm with I'm with Keisha right now. Keisha treat me good too. I don't even have to have a car with Keisha, much less a job. So with me, it's like with the whole dating culture. Like to be honest, like if there's any men listening to this, bro, you can have it. I don't want a piece of the dating culture. I'm looking for a wife because I feel like I'm already a husband. So I'm just looking for somebody to, you know, be the yang to my yang, if that makes sense. So, yeah. No, I love that. And I really love how self-aware you are. It takes a lot of courage and vulnerability, as we said, to say those things and definitely go against the grain. You know, the Bible speaks about the narrow door. It's so easy to go through the wild one, but it takes a whole heck of a lot to go through that narrow door. So, yeah, I thank you for being a representative of that. My next question is getting more deeper. So when your singleness gets hard, how do you navigate those feelings? Ooh, Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. Is, is it hot in here? I feel like it just got hot in here. I don't know what happened. Oh, my gosh. This is, uh, this is, this is getting real, huh? So, as a man my the difficulty for me is always a sexual difficulty it's always like you know it's always like i i want to do something sexually let's keep it pg okay so how do i navigate those feelings honestly this is gonna sound like really really corny but i pray about it and i i have to put my phone down okay so this is this is where it's gonna really make sense so I have to give you guys a little bit of history. So I'm 22 years old. So I've been past puberty. I hit puberty and pornography is a real thing. And I remember when I used to be single, when I would, because like I said, as a man, the single difficulty for me is about sexual, my sexual desires. That's basically it. And when I was younger in my teenage years, the first thing I would go to is pornography. And as I've grown in my relationship with God and as I've seen the effects of what pornography can do, not only to me, but the vision and the eyes that I see through, I just had to start praying about it. And I'm not going to say that it was an easy walk. No, this was years, years. I mean, it's like any addiction. I wouldn't say I was down hard addicted, but it was coming to a place where I was obviously not comfortable not doing it. Does that make sense? And like I said, now I've come to a place where I have to pray and I have to put my phone down. Like literally, I have to put my phone down and I have to pray. So how do I navigate as a man the difficulty of sexual desire when I feel just lonely and I want to do something? Immediately, the media has to go. The laptop has to go. The phone has to get cut off. So that that outlet is no longer there and I just have to come closer to God. So yeah. Ooh, it did get a little hot in here. Um, <laughs> so, Kenneth, let me just first say thank you for being transparent. But we have similar lives. And um, to be honest with y'all, I struggled and sometimes still struggle with pornography because it is real. Um, I've been debating on talking about this and we're here now. So I'm going to do it because Revelations lets us know that you are free by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So here is mine. Um Porn for me became a really big issue. So I think I was exposed to it when I was 10. 
and I don't even know how I did it. It just kind of like appeared one day. And I was like, oh, what is this? You know, and my very young, very um, impressionable mind just liked it. And for me, um, recently, like within the last two years, God, it didn't become a problem until quarantine because I spent so much time alone. And because I was locked in my off-campus apartment alone, I didn't know my roommates like that. I felt like no one was there. So for me, the feelings of loneliness and singleness, it's, that became an outlet because as Kenneth was saying, porn can take your vision, something God made good because sex is wonderful, okay? But pornography makes it so tainted and so perverted. And so for me, I viewed pornography and them little erotic books that we be reading, come on somebody, um, as a form of intimacy. And I'm a storyteller by nature. That's what I believe God has put me here to do. So my brain is always in active over imagination. Sometimes it's not even porn. It wouldn't even be porn. It would be, what am I thinking up here? And I'll get to this later, but I will say now, recently the father has told me, what are you thinking, Malaysia? Because while I may not be clicking up that little website I know how active my mind is and so I have to be very careful with my mind and two verses that um, come to me are Isaiah 60 and 22 and Song of Solomon 8 4 Isaiah 60 and 22 says when the time is right I the Lord will make it happen Song of Solomon 8 and 4 says I adjure you O daughters of Jerusalem that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases so those verses really helped me to one try and not manipulate a potential relationship or my loneliness because i told y'all i can easily click on that little website and that's why i have to have blockers on my phone especially on twitter because you can find anything on there and i refuse anymore to let pornography be the way i view intimacy in marriage because that's not it and ever since i really surrendered that thing to god god has changed how i view it i, I see it as such a pure thing now and recently i had an incident it was one morning it was like six o'clock in the morning and i was on my phone and all of a sudden i was dreaming while i was asleep that's what it was i was asleep and i was dreaming that i was on this app that i used to have but i no longer have because i had deleted because of the pornography and i just woke up out of that and i said i have to get on this app so i downloaded it i created a whole new um thing and i found myself back in this hole and it's something in me was like no you have to go and the way god is with me he would shut my phone off he would shut my phone off and he did that a couple times and so i i said to myself i said you know what god i can't do this i said where you have bought me from i can't go back there pornography has no place here not in my life because i know what i am going towards and i know who i am and so isaiah 60 and 22 and saga solomon 8 and 4 really helped me to always say you know what when god when god is ready he'll bring this to me but until that comes let me wait and how do you wait you have to wait well and that meant for me and kenneth you know it looks like putting the media up but for someone out there it may look like you know what, let me go outside and write or let me do something but I, I i challenge you all to really look and figure out you know what what is blocking my view of how i view singleness because it does get hard um that was a whole whole tangent but i'm glad we're here because it needed to be said i think a lot of times people think oh pornography is just for whatever it's normal pornography is not normal it is perverted it is not good and it is not of god and i don't want to honor my flesh no more yeah i don't want to do that i'm at the point now where i want to honor the spirit that resides within me and i refuse to go back if i have to fight myself every day i will because i'm not i'm not doing it 
Kenneth, do you have anything to add to that? We're here. We're here. <laughs> We're here. The the eagle has landed. Houston, uh, everything's green. I also I have another just uh, topic as well, but I just want to give you guys some statistics about the effects of pornographic usage, uh, viewing this content on a consistent basis. Uh, so this 2021 study that was conducted says that 40 million U.S. adults regularly visit internet pornography websites. 10% of U.S. adults admit to having an addiction to internet pornography. That's just the 10% that have scoundered up the pride, well, put their pride down and scoundered up the transparency to admit it. So we can assume that that number is much higher. Um, and then they did a study. Uh, so in 2013, Cosmopolitan Magazine surveyed 68 top sex therapists in the UK. Of them, 86% felt that porn hurt relationships and 90% had seen an increase in relationship troubles due to porn yield porn use most sex therapists also said that porn increases men expectations of sex with their partner while porn has a negative effect on women's sexual confidence these effects can lead to performance anxiety and dissatisfaction in both men and women so that was a lot but what i want you guys to really take home is that pornography will ruin you and you don't even have to have a sexual partner. It'll ruin you if you're in a relationship. It'll ruin you if you're single. It'll ruin you if you're a swinger. It'll ruin you if you're a prostitute. It don't care. These bullets ain't got no name right here, pimping. It's going to hit everybody. Um, so let that sizzle in your spirit. But I also just, just while I have the, while I have the thoughts on my head, I just want to say that there is a difference between <laughs> there is a difference between watching pornography with these uh, just like sadistic desires and like devilish desires that are not good and m masturbating and getting to know your body. I want y'all to know there's a really big difference because I am an advocate. Well, not necessarily advocate, but I don't believe that you shouldn't know your body and how it works. Now, the Bible does said, say that the marriage bed is undefiled, so that doesn't necessarily apply to single people, but I don't want to paint a picture where it's like, hey, I can't even, you know, I can touch my toes. Why can't I touch my, you know, um, intimate areas? So I'm of a, like, I'm subscribing to the notion that even though you probably shouldn't watch pornography, I'm, I'm not willing to get there yet and say that masturbation in general is un unhealthy because I think it's important, especially as a single person, that you get to know your body because when you get married, you know, now is it's, this when it's time to turn the stuff on. See, what's wrong with the culture? We got to flip backwards. When we single, we turn it on, but now when we get married, it's time to stop having sex. So basically, Kenneth believes that masturbation is not bad, but Kenneth believes that when you couple that with pornography and desires that you shouldn't have, that's when you start to branch into sin. This does not uh, mean that Malaysia believes this, but I believe this right now. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, no, that's okay. I will admit I'm on the opposite side of that coin because I know, like, for me, what masturbation has done, and it doesn't. I don't believe it glorifies God because when I when I used to do that, yeah. who am I thinking about? <laughs> I ain't thinking about how I can glorify God. I'm thinking how I can get what I need to get and go about my day. So 
I don't really know. I don't know. That's something I feel like you will have to pray about within yourself because I'm not going to tell you oh, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I can only tell you from my experience and my experience with that has, it just never makes me feel good. It makes me feel worse. And it's like, oh, and then it's gone. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I okay. Think it, I think it also, I think it also, Malaysia, really quick, I want to hear what you feel about this. I feel like it also comes into, okay, are you masturbating or are you masturbating and climaxing? Because the Bible says don't spill seed Because I mean if we're here Let's be all the way up in this water We ain't in the kiddie pool no more We swim with the sharks So the question is are you like just masturbating Or are you masturbating and taking it to the You know taking it to the, the finish line So Hey I'm gonna get back to you I'm getting back. I don't know <laughs> That is the real answer Um, Yeah I, I don't have anything for that one Because that I'm gonna have to sit with that for myself and as you see, I still have things that I like. I always say it would be remiss of me to sit here and I'm perfect. No, Malaysia has a lot of issues, which is why this is existing because people think Christianity is just you go to church, you clap your hands, you listen to Maverick City music. I do all of that, but I also <laughs> struggle with things that I have to deal with, and I know that they will be a testimony, which is why we are being very vulnerable um, in this episode, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, now we're gonna switch some gears, okay? It got a little hot. <laughs> But we're going to switch some gears. Kenneth and I, as you guys have witnessed, we talked a lot about the challenges. And we went into the sharky water, as Kenneth said, of singleness. But there are some benefits of being single. So, Kenneth, can you speak to some of the benefits of your singlehood? Yes. First and foremost is just not having to cater to the feelings of a whole different human being who I probably don't understand anyway. And I'm not trying to sound like pessimistic, but like I said, I'm a dater and women are really difficult. I feel like women would say the same for men, but women are kind of difficult to understand and they feelings just be everywhere, hormones be raging stuff. So just not having to deal with that for me is a benefit. Also, uh, just being able to focus on my passions and even furthermore, finding my passion i feel like it's really easy being single because i'm able to go 100 i'm able to give 100 and throw myself at something even if i fail um because i don't have much tied to me uh the only other benefit that i can think of is just being able to really i don't know if this is going to be biblical being able to like kind of just talk to different women and find out what I like. So I've had a lot of failed relationships, a lot of failed, well not failed, but a lot of things have fizzled off. And from every relationship, I've learned something. I've learned like, hey, I really like this about women. I really like this type of girl. And I don't like this. If I ever see this, I know it's time to move. And I wouldn't have had the knowledge that I have now about what type of woman I want if I didn't go through those women, well, not go through, if I didn't have experience with those women, if that makes sense. No, I, I would say it's biblical. I, I can't reference no scriptures off the top of my head, but I definitely do agree. I was having a conversation with my mom, hello mother, um, the other day, and and also a friend, and you know they were just affirming to me, because I'm a little shy when it comes to dating, I will admit that. Um, they were affirming to me like, yeah, you're supposed to go out with most people, because how do you know what you like? 
you go at one person and you think that's okay but no charlie down the street could show you something completely different and then Devin in your dorm could show you something that you don't like so i would say as long as your intentions are pure um i would say it's okay to date multiple people or talk to multiple people i don't think I just feel like it depends on your intentions because some people have the intentions of like, yeah, let me get with this shorty right here so I can tap that and go about my day. No, that's not what it's for. You are supposed to talk to people to know what you like and what you don't like. So I agree with that. Um, for me, I already told y'all this, but I'm going to say it again. Two years ago, um, God has shown me a lot about my singleness. Two years ago, I used to hate it. I was miserable every Valentine's Day. I wanted to throw all of the TV shows, Hallmark movies, everything had to go. But now I'm really in a place where I'm okay with my singleness. And God continues to reveal to me how I can grow. One thing he recently revealed to me was that I have to work on what I want to communicate and how I want things to be done in relationships. Like communication is key. And so it's actually really hard for me to open up sometimes. Um, because I just don't necessarily want everybody in my business. But I recognize that when I do, because I am a wife, and when I do get a husband, when he finds me, um, we're going to have to talk about stuff. So just recognizing like, hey, I can't be sitting here with these feelings bottled up. Talk to the man. Talk to the girl. So that's one thing I've had to recognize and that I've honestly love from God and that's a benefit for me but also another benefit for me would say is that the feelings that I have are not bad or God is not pleased no God created our feelings for a reason but the thing is you have to partner with him so that he can lead you in his will and so that's something I can credit to like I just told y'all about pornography that completely screwed my vision of what relationship intimacy sex marriage looked like but since partnering with God and saying God I'm gonna lead this with you because I can't do it He's begin to show me all the beautiful things that he created and why he created covenant because that's what it is at the end of the day. So to me, it's been really just growing in my faith and really seeing the lambs from the geese, if I may say it like that, just seeing God versus the enemy because our enemy is real and he taints everything so he can get his hand on. So for me, just really seeing how God has developed me. Kenneth, do you have anything to add? I have one more like little because I want to clarify something I said uh, before I get too wild out here on the net. So I I'm an active dater. I do believe in dating people. But I want to say that my philosophy and Malaysia, you could tell me if you agree or disagree with this. My philosophy on just the whole dating thing anyway is. I'm coming into this whole situation like okay maybe like I want to I want a wife so I I'm trying to find a wife but I won't let that override the possibility of me making a friend connection with somebody I truly believe some of the best just friendships that I have with women today I really feel like you know they could potentially be a wife or blah 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 stuff like that but i want to harp on when we talk about dating multiple people we're not talking about i'm not talking about dating a bunch of people romantically i'm not talking about sleeping around i'm saying that you want to just have multiple friends of the opposite sex and show and, and allow them to show you you know basically what it's like to be their friend and you know just different traits that different women have because no woman is the same and through that friendship if it's built to a place where it's strong enough that's where you can actually start to go into a relationship and that can lead into marriage i'm not 
I don't want to make it seem like, oh, you got to have boyfriend and girlfriends all across the uh, county. No, you just want to build friendships first. You have to be your friend. You have to be a friend with a person who could potentially be your partner first. I, I will agree um, because y'all heard Taj last week. Taj is my best friend um, and we've been rocking for four years. And like throughout our friendship, Taj has shown me what a man how a man should treat a woman. So when I do go out with people, you know, that try to date me, I'm always like, hmm, okay, let me think back to my friend Taj or even my friend Sean. You know, they'll walk me to my car from by myself. If this man ain't doing that, then something's wrong in my opinion. So I would say it is definitely good to have multiple friends of the opposite sex because you can go to them with like, hey, let me let me holler at you for a minute. I got this guy, da, 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 and they will tell you, you know, because they know how their sex is just like i know how my sex is so i definitely can agree with that kenneth my next question that i have is as you endure your singlehood can you say that you have grown which i think is what we've been getting to this entire time i love that this is uh right here where it is in the episode because like you said we've kind of built up to this it's been a, a slow build up to this point and I can honestly say that I've grown, developed, and matured. Um, honestly, and it's not necessarily only because I'm single. It's really because I've just grown closer to God. It's because I've honestly, no pun intended, let Jesus take my will. I know that sounds crazy, but yeah, Jesus has taken my will over. The brother is driving. Um, but... Yeah, I've grown, developed, and matured. I really do feel comfortable uh, being single now because kind of like I was alluding to a little bit earlier, I feel like I'm in a place where I could adequately husband a woman straight up and down. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying nothing like that. But Kenneth right now is able and willing to take care of a woman in a way that a husband can only do these things. Uh, so, it, it, yeah, I've, I've just, man, listen, definitely I have grown Malaysia. Yeah, I can say I've grown as well. I just told y'all all my business. So, yes, I have grown. But for me, um, it's like Kenneth said, allowing God to be the driver and me just being in the passenger side. Like, are we finna turn right? Okay, cool. Like, just saying, okay, God, you have to lead this because when I try in my flesh, all types of stuff get messed up. But when I allowed the Holy Spirit to lead me, God and Jesus, because they are one and three um, I, or three and one. That's it. I allowed them to just show me what I need. And I don't know, Kenneth, I'm, I love that you feel like you're ready to husband someone. And I really hope it will work out for you. But I can honestly admit, I don't I don't think I'm ready. Um, I do desire relationship a lot, a whole lot. But I recognize that I refuse to be a broken plate. When I enter a covenant, everything going to be perfect, but I feel like I need to work on some things and I want to at least be mature enough when I get into that relationship to admit, listen, certain stuff, you know, I don't really just be open enough. So I really feel like I have things to work on and I'm happy that God has revealed that because he would be less than a father if he didn't correct me. And I'm glad he is correcting me on certain things. So, yeah, that's that's it for the questions but we do have a whole nother segment now this wouldn't be the hostess with the most this kenneth wouldn't be kenneth if we didn't drop some tips for you so i'm gonna let him take the lead on this and we hope that y'all learn from what information we got for you today 
Yes, thank you so much. Uh, you guys, we have to give you something tangible. One of the biggest uh, things that I love about uh, Malaysia, especially when she has this podcast, is that she always tries to be transparent. And in her transparency, she tries to leave the viewer or the listener with something that they can take home and that can really kind of just sizzle in their spirit and something that they could apply. So right here, we have five tips uh, that we're going to give you guys in hopes for the single people. And honestly, I, I feel like this can go for people in relationships too, even married people, because these are really good tips. But specifically for the single people that we hope can help you navigate your singleness. Uh, so the first one, I'm going to give it to you, Malaysia. All right. So the first one is embrace the small things. I feel like when we get caught up in feeling like we don't have a boo or we we need somebody to talk on the phone with. We really miss the good things God has placed in our life. For me, I've learned to embrace my friendships and my family and also my schoolwork because I am a college student my last year. But I'm embracing the process and all of the things that I would have missed if I be worried about Billy Bob <laughs> in the corner. So embrace the small things because it's just so easy to pass those things by when we get caught up in our own self. And honestly, I also embrace not answering to anybody but the Lord. I am very independent. We're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. But I embrace answering to nobody but God. So that's another one too. All right, Kenneth, you got number two. So the second tip we have for you guys is spend time alone. This one is really simple, and I'm not going to really elaborate it too, on it too much, but spending time alone can open doors to your discernment like never before because when it's just you, four walls, and the Holy Spirit, there are things that are going to come to you that would not come to you should you have all this noise around you. That's why it's so important for me uh, when we're talking about when, I am, when I'm in a place where my desires are at a heightened state. I turn off all media. I turn off all technology. I turn off everything, and I'm just in my room with my conscience and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to win out every single time. So spend time alone. Yeah, I love that you said that. I will add, um, make room for God in your alone time. Invite him into that secret place because he will transform you. Like Kingdom said, media has to go. For me, I'm like, let me just go to sleep. <laughs> and then God may send me a dream or I just get on my knees and start worshiping because it is that real. Like we really want y'all to be apt to this. So spend time alone and invite God into those spaces. Now, the third tip is learn from failures. So a failed relationship teaches you a lot about the greens, yellows, and reds for you as you navigate your singleness. We kind of elaborate on this, but learn from something that didn't work. If it didn't work with Devin, because he didn't do something, okay, take that with you, become the boss you are, and when you go into your next relationship, you can adequately voice and figure out, hold on, something not right, or yes, he's checking all of my boxes, and vice versa for the men out there. Kenneth, you got anything to add to this one? I think you got it. All right, so I'm going to let you take number four. So number four is going to be make friends and find partners. So guys, being single is really, I mean, it's one of the most perfect times to find your passion and recruit the team that you need to drive that passion. Right now, this really speaks volume for me 
and it's really how my whole life is kind of planning right now how it's kind of uh phasing out is that i am actively seeking friends in a business environment that can help me just propel my passion because i know what my passion is finally and i know who i am finally and now i'm just looking for people to you know be around me i'm looking for people who are in spaces that i want to be in so that they can help me they can mentor me and i can develop a team around me uh verse that aj and i always use on third day is that in a in a multitude of counsel there is safety that has been one of the biggest uh just verses as far as i think about like my post-college career is i'm trying to get people around me that are not only believers but also people who have business goals i um i absolutely love that and i will agree with that there's a verse um in proverbs iron sharpens iron you have to circle yourself around people who not only want to edify the kingdom of god but also grow you because i'm gonna tell you right now if your friends are sitting around you and your partner sitting around you boosting your head up and you doing something wrong no your friends are going to correct you and that's what it should be now we are at the last tip but i don't want to do this one because kenneth like really has some good tea on it so i'm gonna let kenneth talk about it and i'm gonna come back with something else yes so the fifth and final tip is explore the spaces that your future wife or your future husband are in man i cannot tell y'all just chatting with christian women who are single and a line that always gets me is that what's for me is going to come to me god got me i know god is gonna god's gonna send my man he's gonna send my boaz i'm just gonna sit right here and be faithful and i believe that's true i believe two things can be true and i do believe that statement is true i'm not trying to take away from any of you girls right now who are triggered and single and feel that way no i, I think that's to a point that is very true but what's also true is that you have to go out and like you want a man who is a construction worker but you're always at a like a bank he not gonna be there he's gonna be at the construction field. you need to go downtown somewhere where they building stuff you're not gonna find michelle obama at a mosh pit if that makes sense to the fellas out there so basically the point i'm trying to make and then i'm gonna throw it to you malaysia is that even though god is sovereign god is all-knowing god is omnipresent omni everything his plan is his plan is going to fold out the way it's going to fold out but i do think there are things that we can do to kind of just make it there are things that we can do to make some of the trauma that we have to go through irrelevant all of the pain that you are going through doesn't have to really go you don't have to go through that if you would just actually put work behind your faith if that makes sense no i completely agree so i'm gonna leave y'all with bible but first i gotta tell y'all a story so the other night listen it's tea the other night um it was saturday and a couple of my friends they went downtown to a bar a bar isn't really my scene but i do enjoy the music so i was down there and you know vibing to the music and this guy came up to us and i remember thinking like oh he kind of fine but immediately the holy spirit said malaysia bar you will not find your husband that's drunk and in this bar and i said all right god attention diverted thank you kenneth is completely right you will not find your lawyer 
at a club you will not find your doctor not doctoring and i love how you mentioned you know that we women want to find our boaz we do we really do and it's the same it's vice versa for the men out there but what's important about the story of boaz and ruth is that ruth was working ruth was in the field she was not grieving over naomi she was working picking up the leftover wheat if i remember the story correctly she was working and boaz spotted her so i just want to leave y'all with that and encourage y'all work whatever that means for you sometimes working for me is chilling sometimes it's writing in my journal but your kingdom spouse if i can use that term because it's out there in the world will find you when you're waiting and serving god faithfully not somewhere you ain't supposed to be and i thank god for diverting my attention because he might have been cute but i don't know what he got <laughs> so yeah that is what i can leave you guys with we are done this episode took a lot out of me vulnerability is key and i hope that y'all can learn from kenneth and i's experiences but before i go kenneth do you have any final words for our audience i just want to thank you malaysia for just inviting me on this episode especially I hope that the words that Malaysia and I said uh, really hit somebody. If it hit one person, then I'm happy because this was something that we really spoke about candidly from the heart. Um, this is a really, really sensitive topic, especially when we talk about black church. Um, because, I mean, just my family, if you come to Thanksgiving showing up consistently Thanksgiving without a woman, they're going to say, what, what's wrong with him? You, you got something you want to tell us, brother? Something like, you see what I'm saying? So, I just want you guys to be comfortable in your own skin, be comfortable in your singleness, but do not fail to just take an opportunity. If there's ever a moment for you, a single man, single woman, do not cease to let that opportunity just fly away. So always be on your toes, always be crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Um, but furthermore, just put your trust in God. That's the only thing I have for you guys. Put your trust in God. Thank you, Malaysia. Thank you guys who are listening. Um, it was very fun, I must say. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, Kenneth. And I just want to say, be vulnerable with yourself. Kenneth and I were very vulnerable in this episode. And I, for one, I struggle with that sometimes. But the fact that I'm allowing my truth to stand out. It, it matters a lot to me because at the end of the day, it's for my good and for God's glory. And that's what I'm here for. So I really want y'all in your singleness to be real with yourself. If you're not ready, you're not ready. But pray for what you want and ask God to edify you because y'all deserve to be loved just like me and Kenneth deserve to be loved. So with those final words, I love you. Kenneth loves you, but God loves you more. And y'all stay breezy. Y'all stay blessed. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.